What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show, Tuesday, January 5th. And fitting, it's a five-game slate on the 5th. It doesn't get any better than that. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Alex Baker, Osimo himself. We're here to break it all down, so let's start here. Alex, how are you? Josh, man, how's it going? Uh, Last night, I mean, whenever you get those big slates, they get kind of crazy, but the starting lineup news is changing every minute, and that was a lot to keep up with. Uh, Sadly, uh, I I was thinking about swapping from Sadiq Bey to Kelly Olenek. Actually, I don't remember, like, was Kelly Olenek power forward eligible, or was it just center? I believe so, but I could be just thinking about FanDuel, too. So uh, I just was like, everyone else is going to like play swap and optimize to the new projections. I'm just going to stay pat and uh, had a lot of Sadiq Bay and uh, yeah, Dante Axum didn't help either. How, how do you end up doing? Uh, not great. It didn't go well at all. Uh, it started off really awesome. I had a ton of Chetty and he was nice. smacking people around in that first half. I was like, all right, that's a good baseline. And then everything else that I could have needed did not go well. Tibbs continues to run the Knicks straight into the ground, 44 minutes apiece for Randall and <laughs> Barrett. That's just, I didn't know we were treating these games like they were playoff games, but that's always fantastic. That was a spot that I was a little lighter on. So that didn't help. Uh, I had more uh, Harden than Luca, so that was a failure in process as well. It's just not great all around, but I got Chetty right, so lucky me. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, that, uh, that Cavs game with Garland out, that was, that was something. So It yeah. was not fun. Every five minutes we were getting news. I would just finally get an update ready. I would click start on the crunch, and then Greg and I would have to do something else over and over. It happened like three or four straight times that we just kept getting that one piece of news. It's not fun. Not today, fun at all. Today is kind of nice. We don't have any back-to-backs uh, from yesterday, so we got a whole fresh slate of teams, and we won't have to worry about any of those guys that, that screwed us yesterday. And a five-gamer, so it's a little bit easier to manage than uh, whatever we had yesterday. Nine? I can't even remember at this point. I can't keep track anymore. Guys, 197 people in here. Hit that like button as you walk in the door digitally. 
virtually walk in that door. I've got a couple shows coming up today. The return of the PGA Strategy Show. It's here. Golf is back. 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Ben Raza, Tim Frank, breaking it all down. I don't know what tournament it is off the top of my head right now. Alex, do you happen to know what the PGA tournament is this week? The Tournament of Champions. So it has all the people who won a PGA event uh, this year. Bingo. Well, they'll be breaking that one down today. Then 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, the NBA Deeper Dive. Again, 5.30. Normally, it's a 5 o'clock start, but lock tonight is at 7.30. Lafay and Adam will be taking you through each one of these games later on this afternoon once, we've get, once we get all of our news. And then finally, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, NBA Live Before Lock. Chris Baggs, Greg Ehrenberg taking you all the way to 7.30 uh brandon in chat did all the chetty exposure pay off for you last night no it did not <laughs> it certainly didn't uh turns out he wasn't even necessary on fanduel he wasn't one of the uh the two small forwards in the the 100k lineup so didn't even matter crazy i assumed wow. that he was a the lock of all locks at you know 10x didn't need him Dave mm-hmm. sending in super chats to follow El Negro Loco. Uh, what world are we in? Send that $5 <laughs> to legalize so we can have lunch today or something. Are you ready to break down these five games? Yep, we'll see it. All righty. Let's kick it off now with the 730 start. The only 730 game. The Utah Jazz in Brooklyn. Nets slight favorites. Is that legitimate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a decent team. But yeah, with KD out, not, not nearly as good. I felt like I trans. I might have transposed. Okay, I, it, it is wrong. Uh, the line has changed. Okay. Um, Jazz are four and a half point favorites in Brooklyn. I knew that didn't look right to me. Uh, I must have got the line early before the official Durant news. Um, so let's try this again. Utah Jazz at the Brooklyn Nets. Nets four and a half point underdogs at home. Two twenty six total. And as we just sort of mentioned, no Kevin Durant. For the Brooklyn Nets, out for contact tracing for COVID. Uh, obviously, they're already without Spencer Dinwiddie, torn ACL. So we're going to have to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn side. But let's start with Utah. Um, and this is a team that is, like, really not all that interesting to talk about on a day-to-day basis. Their rotations are pretty standard. All their guys sort of play the same minutes no matter what. Nobody's out. Do you have any leans right away coming from the Jazz? Well, I mean, Mike Conley has been having a really good season so far. I'm not really counting on it being the case going forward because the main stat where he's really excelling is true shooting percentage. So far this year, he has shot 64% true shooting. Last year, he was only at 54%. So I found that stat is pretty volatile, and it's not something you can really count on um, in a small sample. Uh, then the guy that's been on the other end of it has been Donovan Mitchell. He's been having kind of a bad fantasy year so far, which has caused his price to drop. He's shot 48% true shooting down from 55% last year. So um, I'm kind of pulling for Donovan Mitchell to, to bounce back and Mike Connolly to not be quite as good as we've seen. Yeah, I really like that Donovan Mitchell price tag on DraftKings, 7,400. Stands out to me as the best option coming from the Jazz, at least on DK. On FanDuel, 7K, just because of the way positions work, I think I would lean a little bit more towards Mike Conley. Um, So you can flip-flop those guys depending on which site you're playing on. 
But honestly, I, you can on a game, on a slate like this, you're going to have exposure to all of this starting lineup. You're going to have Mitchell in some way, Gobert, Conley, Boyan. Like these guys just exist because they're going to play 30 plus minutes, and there's only so many guys that you can actually roster. They're all pulling in similar ownership, at least on Fanduel. You know, Mitchell at 19, Gobert at 10, Conley 17, Boyan 17. This is just kind of what we get with the Jazz. They're really difficult to play, in my opinion, until someone has to sit and we shift around the chairs a little bit. There's just, it's so hard for them to ever have like a true value game because of their consistency in coaching, their consistency in rotation and minutes. So I don't know. I don't get the sense that I'll be overly wild about anybody. I assume these guys pull ownership and it'll be comparable to where I have them. It's not fun. I don't like the Jazz. Oh, well. Not the most exciting fantasy team, but that being said, I mean, that's kind of baked into the prices. So yeah, Rudy Gobert is always interesting. I mean, he seems to fall in the category of guys that fantasy players just don't like to roster. Um, kind of like Vucevic. Like, they always seem to be a little bit under-owned. Gobert came off a game where he didn't play that many minutes. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe he's going to be sneaky tonight. And I, I don't have any worries about the, the centers from Brooklyn, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen kind of messing with his game. So yeah. those guys can't do outside shooting. Gobert is going to be playing close to the basket, getting a ton of boards. So I think he's a pretty solid play. Yeah, I think that's a, a good note. Uh, Brooklyn, not exactly a team that's set up to attack Rudy Gobert. But they are a team that we're going to have to roster quite a bit. Um, again, no Dinwiddie, no Kevin Durant. So let's start with, I don't want to say the elephant in the room because it's not all that interesting. Do you assume Karis LeVert is now going to be into the starting lineup? No, I'm not assuming that. I mean, it's not really the most pivotal decision because we will know before a lock. But, um, I mean, there's only two players that are playing today that have above average usage, Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert. The reason why LeVert has come off the bench is just because he's been running the second unit um, so what I'm thinking is Torian Prince will start last time he started, he only played like 20 minutes though. So like pretty quickly after the game starts, either Timothy Lulalu Cabarro or DeAndre George, or sorry, Torian Prince will get pulled off Karis LeVert. So I think Karis LeVert, he's been playing about 25 minutes a game. I'm expecting that to rise considerably given the difference in talent between him and the starters uh or the starters that I'm, I'm kind of seeing in this situation yeah. so i think he's still a good play i'm just not expecting him to start interesting uh how many minutes are you expecting for lavert off the bench i mean i penciled him in for 30 we saw last year that brooklyn was pretty good at getting the bench guys good minutes um with spencer okay. dinwiddie and lavert both coming off the bench at various times so uh I mean, if you started, like, if we get that news, I think it would be closer to 35. Yeah. But, like, we just haven't seen Karis LeVert get played as much as uh, people value him in the fantasy community. Part of that is he's not having a great year so far. Uh, he's only had 44% true shooting. Uh, or last year's at 51%. Those are both pretty bad numbers, and 44% like really dreadful. So I think uh, he's been getting a lot of stats, but I don't know if he's been really uh, having a great year so far, which may be the difference in what the coach is seeing versus what we're seeing. 
Does this open up Kyrie Irving even more to you? Do you see a big usage bump with Kevin Durant out? How do you want to handle Irving now? 9,700 on FanDuel, 9,300 on DraftKings, and has the full keys to the team with KD on the bench? I think Covert is, um, I mean, or sorry, Irving is one of the best plays today for sure. I mean, they're going to really need him to, to be scoring a ton to keep in the game here as well as Levert. So those are the two guys that I'm really looking at as, as really good fantasy plays. Um, I mean, we're expecting a significant bump from KD being out. So, I mean, are you going to start your lineups with Irving and Levert? Ooh, I hope not just because I really don't like Karis Levert as an NBA <laughs> player, but that's not necessarily what DFS is about. So I will go where the numbers take me. I wonder if the numbers take you to TLC on DraftKings, where he is 3,700. Uh, the minutes should be ultra secure now, but he is not exactly a, a fantasy gold mine, uh, kind of like a 0.75 guy, generally speaking. But on a five-gamer at 3,700, how do you feel about him as a value play? Looks to be pulling a little bit of ownership, already higher than Karis LeVert in our ownership projections. I honestly think maybe people are overvaluing TLC if that's the case because, I mean, he doesn't really get rebounds. His assist numbers are, are below average. So really, he's a 3 and D guy. Um, that means that if he's not making shots, he's going to get benched. They have some guys on the bench that they, they like, um, particularly Landry Shamit. He hasn't really been doing much this year, but... He was playing over TLC to start the year in the rotation. So I don't really feel like TLC is a lock to play big minutes tonight, but okay. uh, do, you, do you feel like TLC is going to see 30 plus? I gave him 29 on my first lap through. Um, I just don't really see a scenario where he's losing. I don't know where else the minutes would go. Like I don't get, nothing shows me that they want Torian Prince to be out there for heavy minutes so far. That game where Kyrie and Durant both sat um, was a little surprising to me. I, I never would have expected Chris Chioza to get more minutes than Torian Prince in that game, and he did. So normally I would have just given Torian Prince, you know, 30 or more and assumed that he just slid into that spot. Similar story, like I would have expected a lot more minutes for Jeff Green, and it just doesn't feel like that's the direction they're trying to go. I feel most comfortable with TLC's minutes, but I don't want to give him so many that he becomes a problematic value play on DraftKings. At 3,700, 29 minutes, I'm happy to work him in. 24% ownership that we have on him right now, I think is about right given the slate size. So I don't want too much, but I think that he is viable just because it seems like Brooklyn likes him. At least now that, you know, 66 minutes of their starting lineup is gone. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that he wasn't even in the rotation to start the year kind of indicates that the coach isn't super high on TLC. So I do think he's playable. I mean, we've been seeing recently that on DraftKings, there's usually only like a handful of players that are playable under 4K. You really need those guys to be able to fill out a whole roster under 50K. So, uh, I mean, what would make TLC fadeable is an alternative that is around 4K that does any good. I'm not sure we have enough injuries to really create that today. The yeah. one alternative that I kind of like is Torian Prince himself because if Prince starts, um, if he's out playing TLC, I think TLC will get pulled for Levert. And I think there's a decent chance of that. 
Yeah, trying to manage these guys, the TLC, Shamit, Jeff Green, Prince, I think that's probably good. Like those four guys can kind of break however the game is breaking today. If Landry Shamit is hot on his first rotation, like it wouldn't shock me if he's the guy that ends up soaking up a couple extra minutes. These guys are pretty interchangeable. That's what's a little scary. So I do like the idea of going to someone like Prince at, you know, more than half or less than half of the ownership, more than half. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. However, I should be saying that it's still kind of early. I still have a little bit of coffee left, so words are difficult. Um, he is 9.5% owned on DraftKings right now, so quite a bit below TLC. I like that idea in a larger field GPP. So anything else you want to touch on, either from the Jazz or the Nets? Um, I'll just mention that Karisler is priced on FanDuel at 6100 That's um, That's an outlier. He's a really good play on FanDuel. Like... Um, we're on DraftKings. I'd say he's a good, but not a uh, lock play. That works for me. Let's move it on to the 8 o'clock start. Los Angeles Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, LeBron questionable for the however many games we've had so far. Um, I'm just going to assume that LeBron plays. If he doesn't, I don't know, fire up your Kyle Kuzma, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it because I'm just going to assume that he is in until he's not. Although this would be a decent spot to sit given uh, Memphis being the walking wounded. Let's start on the Lakers side. If you had to pick between the two, do you prefer Anthony Davis or LeBron James? Um, I mean, that's always a tough choice to make, but LeBron does contribute in more categories, I guess, so... I'm pretty indifferent, but uh, let me take a look at the numbers real quick. LeBron's usage this year so far has been about 31%. AD is at 27. Um, AD, it looks like their numbers are virtually identical to last year. So we're kind of seeing what we're used to. Um, And my kind of prior was that LeBron's just a little bit better at fantasy uh, because of the assists and AD. Um, do you have any strong lean? No, they're basically the same person. Uh, just in my like raw data, basically just a, a long-term rolling average of fantasy points per minute, weighing recency a little bit more. I have AD at 1.41. I have LeBron at 1.44. I mean, they are these guys are essentially the same, just general player. I'm sure matchup matters a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things, I think there are just days where LeBron's going to be like, ah, I'm good in this one. And then there are days where he's just going to be like, okay, I'm going to be a little bit more of myself today. I don't think that we could figure that out. I just want to play both of these guys because they're two of the five best players on the planet. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you have the money for them, that might be hard today. So if you're getting in Irving because of the KD bump, it's going to be hard to get in LeBron and AD. So we'll see, see how the roster construction shakes out. 9,500 for AD on DraftKings. I think that's a pretty desirable price given this slate. I mean, I think it's fine. It doesn't really make me want to rush to get him in a lineup, but I mean, he's a, a great fantasy player. Um, and 
the matchup versus Memphis is certainly good. So good day for the Lakers, but the roster, the salaries uh, are going to be tough to fit today. So we touched on Kyrie before. He's one of the few pay-up options today. Obviously, the Lakers have two. Do you prefer Kyrie to the Lakers duo? I'd say yes, because we just have this reason why Kyrie is going to be in a better spot than he has been every other game. I think Durant's played every game he's played, which, yeah, uh, yeah, that'll make the numbers jump for him even more than some of the other guys, because I guess KD only, did he miss one or two games? I can't remember. He missed one. one. They both sat out on the 28th. That was the only game that uh, Durant has missed. Okay. Yeah, so um, Kyrie's been averaging 47 points on DraftKings, and he's 9,300, so uh, that's better than 5X to begin with, and then you're adding this additional responsibility for him, so I just see him as probably strong play, the strongest play in this range. Um, the matchup versus Utah isn't going to really help, but hopefully it doesn't hurt too much. I see Schroeder as a relatively neutral play, seems to be owned about where he should be, and that makes sense to me given his role. I don't have a lot from the Lakers. I haven't really had a lot from the Lakers throughout the season, but I'm also assuming that KCP is playing today. Uh, We'll see how that goes. I believe he's got a bum ankle. Is there anything on the Lakers that like you are looking at that might be slipping through the cracks for people? Well, uh, I mean, the centers are somewhat intriguing. Marcus Gasol had a really, really slow start to the season, but the last game he played more minutes. Uh, so on FanDuel as a punt center, that's an option. And Trez, uh, Trez uh, I mean, those guys are going to be fighting for those minutes every day. So he's uh, he's somewhat interesting on a FanDuel only, I'd say. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page. It's, it's just really hard to recommend the Lakers because – AD and LeBron dominate so much of the ball. And then, I mean, Schroeder to a lesser extent now, too. Uh, they, there's not a lot to go around for these guys. Marcus Gasol's usage rate this season is below 10, I believe. It's just, just non-existent. What does exist is some usage on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so we know no Ja Morant. Um, DeAnthony Melton is back and was a DNP CD. He was available to play and simply did not play in their last time out. I don't get the sense that's going to be a long-term thing. I assume they try to work him in today. Uh, they certainly have the playing time to go around, but I'm just going to throw it to you full stop. What do you like from the Memphis Grizzlies in a pretty difficult matchup and a shorthanded team? Well, I think DeAnthony Melton being back is going to hurt Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson. Now, I think he's recovering from COVID. Um, So in the previous game, he was cleared, but the coach didn't think he was ready. Uh, I guess that means he's probably not ready to play big minutes. But I I am worried because, uh, well, Tyus Jones really isn't an above-average player in the NBA. Um, I'd say Melton and him are about staying on the pecking order. So I assume Melton is going to slide into the back of point guard minutes. And if he's playing well and this COVID thing doesn't seem to be affecting him, that'll affect Tyus Jones negatively. I mean, Tyus Jones has this price. The price is up and the usage is down, so I probably won't play him. But, uh, yeah, I just stay away from him. So, uh, and it should impact Kyle Anderson's assist numbers being on the court with a ball handler uh, more of the time. So 
do you think Melton makes a, a big dent here in, in some of the other guys' production? No, um, I gave him 18 minutes. Uh, I don't think he's going to matter all that much. Uh, we might I, That might even be aggressive considering he wasn't able to play at all in the previous game, but I'm not getting the sense that's going to matter too, too much. I do agree that it, it does affect Kyle Anderson a little bit. Kyle Anderson, 6,300 on FanDuel. I do like that price tag. It's the same price on DraftKings. like it a little bit less there. Uh, Kyle Anderson is probably my favorite guy from the Grizzlies on FanDuel. Brandon Clark, probably a close second. I don't have a ton of interest in this Grizzlies team in general, though. This is a tough game for fantasy outside of, obviously, Anthony Davis and LeBron James being themselves. <laughs> well, you got to pick nine players, so we got to find some guys to be interested in. Oh, I got um, a lot coming up. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, Joe Val has been really uh, seeing his minutes be really inconsistent, but he's averaged 29 on the year. A 6,800 on FanDuel that that gives you a lot of variance at the center position, and the um, Gorgie Jang has been playing well as his backup though, so that's been what's eating in his minutes. Gorgie Jang is a really big fantasy producer on a per minute basis, so he's kind of an interesting uh, contrarian play. And then Brandon Clark, don't love the matchup versus Anthony Davis, but he did see about 30 minutes in the last game. And uh, he's not going to get as many boards at power forward, but he's a very good player. So uh, I think that he's in play. Pretty heavily owned too. Uh, 22% on uh, FanDuel right now. We do need to touch on one piece of this. I'm curious where you land on Dylan Brooks tonight. 6,200 on DraftKings, pulling a bit of ownership. Does the Melton return matter to you for Brooks? Do you think that he just continues to have these... 30 plus percent usage games with uh, John Morant out. Does he do anything else on the floor besides score today? These are some of the questions I have for Dylan Brooks, but uh, what do you want to do with Brooks? Yeah, I like him. He's, uh, he's been getting good assist numbers this year uh, uh, on the year 17% assist percentage up from 10% last year because John Morant is out. Um, I'd expect it to see uh, closer to that 17% number, which would make him a good assist guy, um, at least compared to the baseline. And the usage uh, should be higher than his uh, normal numbers with John Morant out. So I think it's pretty solid, uh, but not really breaking the slate for me. Anything else from Lakers Grizzlies? I'll just mention uh, Grayson Allen came off the bench last game. So he's not a fantasy play, but that uh, that did impact the rest of the rotations. Yeah, he's been uh, not ideal so far this season. Um, Desmond Bain, 3,800 on FanDuel. If you need to get like ultra, ultra weird, I don't know what they're going to do with minutes like further down, like the, the backup whatever minutes, but I gave Bain enough that, I don't know. Look, he's bad. He's like a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy. Uh, there's not a lot of value out there, I guess, is the moral of this story. And he's definitely not going to get any ownership. So one guy that I have at least the corner of an eyeball on, it won't go well. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> he's dead yeah, he's, I mean, He's one of the guys I'd be worried about uh, the minutes because of yeah. some of these guys coming back. Yeah. Uh, John Conchar also out. So that's like, I don't know, potentially a couple minutes that also need to be filled. Yep. This this team, this should be fun. Minnesota Timberwolves at the Denver Nuggets. Nugs, 12-point favorites, 228 total. 
Uh, Minnesota shook things up their last time out, changed up the rotations. Uh, Nas Reed did not start. Ed Davis did. Juancho Hernan Gomez got himself into the starting lineup. So we'll start with this. Do you assume they continue with that starting lineup? Uh, They looked good for the first half of basketball. Uh, Denver beat the brakes off of them in the fourth quarter. I think they went on like a 30 to four run. Oh, I honestly don't have any uh, clue whether they'll stick with that. I assume uh, maybe this was a matchup based decision, Um, but they did move Ricky Rubio to the bench. I do expect that to kind of uh, probably be the case today. I'm not sure if Ed Davis or Nas Reed will get the start, but given it's Jokic and Nas Reed's undersized center, I guess I could see Ed Davis continuing the start, which would make him a very good value play. Um, but we know that he's not a very good NBA player, so uh, the the possibility that this bus is pretty significant. Do you have any any confidence in Ed Davis today? Well, confidence might not be the right way to say it. Do I think that $3,400 Ed Davis on DraftKings is a solid value option if he is starting? Yes. Do I want that in my lineups with any sort of excitement? Absolutely not. He's Ed Davis. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be all that desirable. But we mentioned it before. There's not a lot of value here on this five-gamer. Not a lot of places to pay down if you're trying to open up additional salary at the high end. So that's why we're seeing Ed Davis with the most ownership of anyone on either of anyone on Minnesota, FanDuel or DraftKings, Ed Davis is at the top on DK. FanDuel, he's not all that interesting. It's just I don't think you need to go all the way down for him. But DraftKings opens up a lot just because of the MPE. I kind of like Malik Beasley a little bit, at least on DK at 6,300. I don't like D'Angelo Russell, so I'm sure he's going to shoot himself into a game <laughs> that I'm going to regret. That should happen at some point in time. Uh, Josh Okoji could be back today. We have, we've got some, we're waiting on the news for him. Um, he's not like a good fantasy performer, but if he is back, that's just playing time. That's going to get taken away from someone on the back end. This Minnesota team is tough to pin down. There's a few guys that are viable, like Beasley. If Wancho starts, I think 3,400 for him on DraftKings is something we need to look at. Although he's the worst fantasy performer on the Wolves not helpful at all what what can we do with minnesota now that they've been moving around their lineup like is there anybody that you're looking at right now that you want to make sure you have well i think d'angelo russell is worth taking some shots on um he got in foul trouble in the first quarter last game so he only played five first quarter minutes uh which when you put that in the context of him playing 30 minutes in the game makes it feel like there is potential for significantly more um and then i mean he's a really high usage and assist guy especially with carl anthony towns out so i I think there's a lot of potential there at the price the fact that he was like 50 percent on a couple of slates ago and then uh, i guess it was like four days ago and totally busted (laughs) i mean that doesn't make you feel good, but yeah. we got to pick some guys that not everyone's going to be on. So I think he, he fits the bill. And Malik Beasley might be, um, I mean, he was the guy that was the hot shooter last game, and that's why he saw 38 minutes. He's only averaged 31 on the season. So he might be a guy that just uh, played himself into more minutes last game, but I don't think we can count on that on a day to day basis. 
It's really weird to see D'Angelo Russell and Ed Davis with essentially the same ownership on DraftKings. They are two very, very different things today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ed Davis, if he gets a start, I think he's going to be pretty useful at unlocking the rest of the lineup. Josh, a coach. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He also is only 3,400, so you could pencil him in um, as well. And uh, I think he could be a good pivot away from some like higher on Brooklyn guys, potentially. Now, there's definitely a lot to like on the Denver side. I think we need to start with Nikola Jokic, 10,500 on FanDuel, 10,800 on DK. Everything he's doing from a rate perspective is through the roof. Uh, assist rate, sky high, still rebounding, scoring. He does literally everything. He's a fantasy machine. I like him quite a bit here. Very clearly my top play uh, coming out of this game, just from an overall standpoint. How do you feel about Jokic? Do you have any interest in Jamal Murray? Price is starting to climb a little bit. Uh, where do you want to go with Denver? I'd say the whole Denver team looks pretty solid uh, with this matchup versus the Wolves. So Jokic, of course, is their best player. He's been getting big minutes. Uh, they have been liking Jamichael Green as the backup center, but, um, I mean, we were seeing like 36 minutes to start the year. Maybe that comes down to like 34, um, which would make him still a great play. Uh, his assist numbers have really been taking away from Jamal Murray's assists this year. Uh on the year, Murray's only at 12% assist, where last year he was at 23%. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how, how Murray's numbers are affected by Jokic kind of having this higher ball handling role. But his price is low, too, so I think he's a great play. With Michael Porter Jr. out, um, you're going to see a, a bump in usage to Jamal Murray and Jokic primarily. So um you're replacing Porter with Will Barton I guess he's he's almost as high usage guy so it's not a huge effect um but maybe a few more minutes for for the guards here uh as Gary Harris and Will Barton play more so what are you making of these uh nuggets so they feel a bit over owned to me I was surprised to see I've been light on Will Barton since he's come back. Uh, it looks like that's going to be happening again today. But we've got Jamichael Green, 3,800, almost 20% owned on DraftKings. P.J. Dozier in double digits in ownership, 3,200. That's another value option, sub 4K. I don't feel like Denver is the spot that I'm going to go for value. Um, I'm more likely to get to maybe like a little bit of Paul Millsap. Uh, Gary Harris is 
so, so not fun to roster. He is really bad from a DFS perspective, but I guess the minutes are there if you need it today. After Jokic and Murray, I don't get the sense that I would have a lot from Denver. When we get to the late night hammer, I'm going to have like 65 different people uh-huh. to recommend. Uh, right. But in this spot, it's it's mostly Jokic. I think Jokic is the best play on the slate. He's my favorite payoff option. So uh, how are you feeling about him relative to the Lakers guys and to Kyrie? Well, he is the most expensive guy. So I think that, uh, I mean... You're going to have to find even more value to get him in there, but I do like the idea of playing him. Uh, another guy, another couple of guys I'm looking at on this team, Paul Millsap. Uh, he, in the last game, it was a blowout, so none of the starters played the fourth quarter, but he played 25 to third, uh, minutes up to the third quarter, which suggests that if he's playing well, he can see 30-plus. That makes him a nice value that in a, in a slate where you really need these four to five pay guys. And then Monty Morris, uh, he played uh, 29 minutes off the bench, so he's an option. Uh, but another guy that's really cheap is P.J. Dozier. He's uh, Last year, he was a pretty high usage and assist guy. This year hasn't been the case at all, but um i still see a little bit of potential there where the minutes have opened up a little bit with michael porter jr out yeah uh i was surprised to see dozier picking up as much ownership as he was but i didn't really realize that he was 3200 on draftings that really changes the game up when there's not any value out if we open up any value i think that's one of the first ownership numbers that come down but i like the idea uh, and he could certainly pick up a little bit of additional run if the, this game goes haywire which it certainly could given it being the biggest line on the slate. Anything else from Wolves Nugs? Nope, I think we found some good nuggets here. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> Speaking of good nuggets, I've got a couple nuggets of awesome deals for you guys. What a terrible transition. Uh, if you're interested in signing up at awesome.com, go to awesome.com slash join. Use the promo code 2021-2021. You can get 20 days of Awesome Plus for $21. That's projections, ownership, lineup builder, all that good stuff. You get everything behind the paywall, except for Fantasy Cruncher. You could add that on if you'd like. Or, and this is what I would really recommend, you come with us for the entire year, 365 days. If you use the promo code HAPPY, H-A-P-P-Y, you get 20% off an Awesome Plus yearly pass. You get everything, every sport, NBA, baseball, football, golf. Uh, what else am I missing? College sports, e-sports. I'm sure I'm missing like an actual relevant sport somewhere, but like everything we've got, you would have access to all of that content. Use that promo code HAPPY. We don't do discounts this big on our yearly packages all that often. So if you're going to capitalize on it, now is the time to do so. Just come join us. And then uh, while you're doing that, hopefully you have two monitors. One is signing up for awesomeo.com. The other has the YouTube video up so that you can hit that like button. 177 likes looks great. Let's get that sub number up as well. Shooting for 50K comes Super Bowl time. That's going to be the time to do it. We'll have a 50,000 subscriber extravaganza or something along those lines. Two more games to touch on. The San Antonio Spurs at the LA Clippers. Eight-point favorites for the Clips, 227.5 total. We are still waiting on LaMarcus Aldridge news. I am projecting him in for right now. Uh, 
your guess is as good as mine, what the Spurs are ever going to do. So that, that is one caveat in the things that I will mention. I do like a little bit of the San Antonio team. They just all look kind of similar relative to their price. So DeMar, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, LaMarcus Aldridge, happy to get, you know, 15 to 20% of all of those guys, particularly on FanDuel. Uh, Murray already getting a lot of ownership. That's a little scary. Keldon Johnson, less so, but 6,500 is a big tag for him. How are you managing the Spurs? What are your thoughts on LaMarcus Aldridge? Well, I think that the prices have kind of adjusted to Aldridge being out. So um, if he, if he's out, then I think uh, it's not going to be a huge slate breaker. Um, but that being said, like a lot of these guys already look pretty good, even if you project Aldridge in based on the prices. So the number one guy I look at is DeJounte Murray. He has been really contributing in rebounds, assists, and scoring this year. So this is a question of him getting the minutes. Derek White, uh, I think he he had some sort of uh, long-term injury come up again. So He that... re-stubbed his toe. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> That's not so. a joke. That's exactly what happened. He had an injured yeah. toe, and he stubbed it again. That, that probably hurt. Um yeah. So I think Murray's minutes are are pretty safe. He's been averaging 30 this year. Um, so he stands out as a really high uh, fantasy points per minute guy that, that also could get the minutes. So I, I like him a lot. Let's just say, for example, Marcus Aldridge ends up out. Does that bring uh, Jake Puddle or Drew Eubanks into the fold for you? Well, Pirtle is, uh, he has seen his price go up a ton on DraftKings, so I think he'd be kind of in the mix, but nothing to go change your rosters uh, about. On FanDuel at 4,300, that's more appealing, but he does occupy a spot that you only get one of, so even then, it wouldn't be that exciting. Yeah, um, if... if those if uh, if Aldridge ends up out and we do see uh, Pirtle take a big bit of a minutes bump, I think he becomes the floor at FanDuel for center and makes Ed Davis like really not all that interesting going down to thirty seven hundred. But other than that, um, there's a ton of options at the top that you probably don't want to price yourself out of. I think we'll find some value. Uh, throughout the rest of the slate Spurs are just a hard team to lock down a lot of guys playing you know 22 to 26 minutes you're hoping you get the guy that is uh hottest so to speak but DeJounte Murray is the guy that I have my eye on the most whether that's on FanDuel or DraftKings I think he's the standout play ownership seems to be backing that up as well anybody else on the Spurs is it a you a big gay guy by any chance oh well he's interesting if Aldridge is out um, because sometimes he plays backup center, although they haven't really done that this year so far. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the, the Clippers centers. Zubach is the backup, so probably not. Um, but the, the guys that are kind of popping for me, DeRozan, I mean, another guy that kind of contributes in every category. Um, for a long time, he seemed to be garbage with the Marcus Aldridge out, but that's not the case this year. Um, and then Patty He's shooting Mills. threes this year. It's crazy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely a good sign. Patty Mills is 3,700. We need some of these guys. Um, he's averaged 24 minutes a game, been getting pretty good assists, um, which makes sense because they don't really have another backup point guard. 
and then uh yeah i mean i think he's uh, a pretty solid rotation piece for the spurs so um as far as feeling confident about guys roles mills would be up there at 3700 for the clippers Everything usually starts at the top. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George uh, shooting the lights out so far this season. It's 8,800 on FanDuel, 8,800 on DK, whereas Kawhi, 10-1 and 9,100 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively. We'll start with those two guys. How do you feel about Paul George? How do you feel about Kawhi Leonard? Uh, Do you have a preference between the two? I think uh, they don't really stand out a ton on today's slate, given that, I mean, the Clippers have always been tough because they have to price up the guys in case one of these guys is like resting or something. So uh, when everyone is in, Paul George, Kwai, and Lou Will in particular all seem to to really take big hits to their fantasy production. So Kwai, I'd say, is the least affected because all the stats we've seen are with these guys pretty much in. So it's the other guys that compared to the baseline are getting affected more. So I'd go with Kawhi as kind of my stud from the Clippers, although like maybe like night slate only. He, he does look like a decent play though. So um, Spurs are uh, a pretty good matchup these days. So I don't hate it. Are you, do you find yourself landing on any Clippers? Um. I mean, I'm happy to get to Paul George on FanDuel. I think that $8,800 price tag, given the position, works. But that 8K range of shooting guards is, is pretty loaded. 10-1 for Kawhi on FanDuel seems a bit excessive. I would rather get to AD at power forward because the next closest power forward in salary is LaMarcus Aldridge. If he's not playing, it's Boyan Bogdanovich at 5300 so there's a bit of a gap there, similar on FanDuel, but you do have LeBron James at the position. So you've got that sort of equal measure. But I think Kawhi would be the guy that I would want to pay down to the least. I would rather have Kyrie. I would rather have Dame. I would rather have Jokic. I think he looks good. I mean, he's still Kawhi Leonard. He uh, The floor is pretty high for him. Um, but ultimately, I would lean more towards George, and then I would lean more towards the other payoff options. So I don't know, cue the Kawhi big game. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I think Kawhi on FanDuel at 10.1, that that is a little bit of a ridiculous price. So, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, he's never been that great in fantasy compared to some of the other top-end guys because uh, he doesn't get quite the number of rebounds. Um, and as far as assists, he's pretty good, but not, not like, earth-shattering or anything. So, um, 10.1 is a little bit too high for him. Of the studs that exist in the league, he has one of the lowest standard deviations in all of the data that I look at. Um, he's just not getting a lot of, like for uh, like Jokic is massively higher. Drummond, another like per minute guy that's uh, around Kawhi, massively higher. You just kind of know what you're getting out of Kawhi. It's consistency, which is fine, but in DFS, maybe a little bit less so depending on the contest you're entering. Now we get to the rest of the Clippers. Um... Yeah, there's definitely definitely some Clippers playing today. Lou Williams isn't playing big minutes. No one is really playing big minutes. I think Serge Ibaka is probably like my favorite guy for the rest of LA. 4,500 on FanDuel, 40, no, 5,600 on DraftKings. Serge Ibaka is my favorite other Clipper on FanDuel, not on DraftKings. 
what, what do we do with someone like, you know, Lou Will playing minimal minutes, Nick Batum being the third most used guy from the Clippers, not like a usage perspective, because he's certainly not using possessions, but he is using playing time. What do we do with the rest of these guys? I, I feel I can't get a read on them because nobody's playing. Yeah, that's been tricky because Lou Will, I mean, we're used to him playing like 27 minutes, 28 minutes a game. He's only averaged 21 this year. Not shocking with Paul George and Quad both um, playing. Uh, I guess there was one game where Quad was out and Lou Will might have had a big game. But uh, 4K is more than enough of a price tag for Lou Will on FanDuel to kind of account for lack of minutes because we know he's still a good player when he's on the court. There's certainly a path to bigger minutes. It's just, uh, I mean, it looks like maybe there has to be foul trouble or he just has to be shooting lights out to to get that. Um, Serge Baca is pretty interesting on, on FanDuel as well. He's been getting, um, uh, all right, he's 4,500. And last game, he got 14 first half minutes and then got, got in foul trouble at the very start of the third quarter. So then I finished with 24. But that shows there's a path to about 28 minutes on a normal game. So at 4,500, that's way too low of a price. Yeah, we're we're on the same page there. Weird rotation for Ibaka. I don't... I don't know what they would have done that is all that different, though. It looks like they just gave him the run that he should have had in the third quarter at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So... I gave him, uh, lost the tab. I gave him 26 minutes for today. That makes him a solid option on FanDuel at 4,500. 5,600 feels a bit pricey, uh, more of like a 5%er for me. I'd be more likely to get to Lou Will on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, I think Abak is definitely my third option. They're just, uh, they're not right right now. And I can't really figure out why. Coaching change obviously doesn't hurt. Marcus Morris still trying to work his way back. Uh, hasn't been with the team yet. That integration will change up these rotations a bit as well. Anything else from Spurs and Clippers? Zubach looks like a guy that you could uh, take some flyers on. He has had games where he's gotten minutes. And then it's kind of all about the the matchups, uh, whether these guys will equal 28, I'd say. So if we have the Spurs, we're looking at Puddle being – or Purtle, the, the backup center. I love it. <laughs> yeah. He, he did it perfectly. <laughs> So uh, with Pirtle, uh, uh, he's a bigger guy. So maybe Zubash does see more of that backup center role. So that make him a, a very good play. All righty. And now we can close it out with my favorite game on the slate. One that I can actually talk about now. Tons of ownership coming in here, particularly on FanDuel. But this is the spot. This is where I'm going to start recommending people. Chicago Bulls at the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers, 10-point favorites, 234 total. We'll start on the Chicago side where they're missing quite a few bodies, uh, contact tracing, COVID, all that good stuff. So no Chandler Hutchison, no Laurie Markinen, no Ryan Archidiakono. I think there's no Tomas Sadoransky either. So they are a little thin. I like so much here. Zach Levine, Kobe White, two of my favorite plays of the day. Uh, still picking up some ownership, but not nearly as much as I'm going to be having. Uh, I'll be getting to Otto Porter. It looks like the public is doing that as well. Um, 
mixed bag so far this season. Wendell Carter looks good, 4,900 on FanDuel, just underpriced in my opinion. I'm going to keep rostering Thad Young, which is not at all fun because he's not a fun person to roster. Patrick Williams looks like a value. I want to get really weird. Daniel Gafford has been playing uh, some minutes at backup center. Even Garrett Temple could potentially see extra time. He's actually really bad on a per minute basis. I love the Bulls from a DFS perspective today. There's four, we gotta, they're gonna play 240 minutes at the minimum. Somebody's gotta soak it up. How are you handling the Chicago Bulls today? Well, there's a big difference on DraftKings and FanDuel and some of the pricing here. So I yeah. do see that Otto Porter, Kobe White, and Gafford are all way cheaper on FanDuel uh, with their salary cap. Uh, the one guy that looks really solid on both is Wendell Carter Jr. So uh, he's always been really foul prone, but last year he's averaged, he averaged 29 minutes a game. This year it's been down to 27, but with Gafford being the backup uh, and not really a key piece for the Bulls, I would say that uh, I'd expect that to creep back up to 29 and marketing and continuing to be out, is this going to improve all the rebounding numbers of the rest of the team? So that's a bump for Wendell Carter as well. So I think that uh, he looks like a top option tonight, but we know all the uh, variants involved with him. Yeah, I'm a, a big Wendell Carter fan. Uh, his minutes are scary on a day-to-day basis. The goal is generally 30. He usually fouls you out of that goal uh, sometime in the middle of the first quarter. Um, but at 4,900, uh, worth more than a look, particularly against a Portland team where you kind of need a center the whole time, whether it's Nurkic out there or Enos Cantor. They're running out big, legitimate center-style bodies. This is a weird time to try to go to, like, your fourth best stretch five option. Um, you know, who knows? It's Chicago. Hey, at least it's not Jim Boylan any longer. Yeah, on FanDuel, I'm going to be loading up here. You mentioned Kobe White's price on DraftKings. He's $500 more expensive than he is on FanDuel. I still like him, but he's definitely a little bit more muted in comparison. It's just a spot where I like the pace of the game. It's the highest total game on the slate. I think there it is ripe for fantasy performance. Yeah, I think it's solid. Um Kobe White and Zach Levine definitely have been playing some huge minutes with uh, a lot of the guards out, so they look very good. And they're a little bit more affordable than some of the, the better players on the slate, so they just kind of plug, plug right into the lineup. Um, Gafford is kind of interesting on, on DraftKings at 3,300, and Garrett Temple as well. These guys have been getting good minutes. Um, and then Otto Porter is kind of a question mark because coming off the bench to start the year, he was getting about 24 minutes a game. They still don't seem to be running him out there big minutes. Um, as a starter, he got 30 a couple times, I think, or maybe one game he got 30 and another he got a little bit less. He had so 31 was, on uh, New Year's Eve. Nice. Yeah, that, that wasn't like all that encouraging, but uh on FanDuel he's a thousand dollars cheaper than DraftKings so he's like a smash play on FanDuel but on DraftKings not that exciting yeah massively owned on FanDuel second highest ownership as of right now in our first run and then we get to Portland this is where it gets really exciting Damian Lillard 9200 on FanDuel my favorite play on FanDuel the number one contender I might add go watch the contenders videos guys those links are around here somewhere 
So I love Dame at the top. He's also picking up ownership as he should. Uh, Nurkic, his playing time, he doesn't look great. Everything looks a little weird for Nurk, but I'm still willing to take a shot because uh, Chicago is not exactly a lethal front court. And then we get to CJ McCollum, 8,900 on FanDuel, uh, 8,400 on DraftKings. His rates are all up this season. He's been playing some fantastic basketball. You can see it in the price. I'm still fine with getting to CJ McCollum, even at these uh, increased prices. I like Robert Covington as a value play. I like Derek Jones Jr. as a value play. Uh, Sign me up for some Gary Trent 3,800 on FanDuel. This is the game that I've had my eye on the entire time. I expect to have my most exposure to this game in comparison to every other game on the slate. This is where I needed to go. Uh, we should have led with this one, so it sounded like I was recommending everybody. How do you feel about Portland? Well, on FanDuel, uh, Derek Jones Jr. stands out. It's probably the best value at 3,600. I mean, this guy's been playing uh, on average 31 minutes a night, which has uh, been lowered a little bit because last game he was in foul trouble. So uh, we can expect even more out of him on a nightly basis. That's just a lock and load on Fandle where we need some value. Robert Covington and Nurkic are also quite cheap. Um, Nurkic, yeah, he's been a little frustrating because uh, of the playing time. He did play 23 minutes in the first three quarters last game of a blowout, which would put him on pace for about 29 to 30 if he had closed. Um but they didn't bring this. I guess they brought some of the starters back in, but he didn't get pulled back in. To me, that's just if he outplays Ennis Cantor, he's going to get those minutes, which I expect to be somewhat likely because Ennis Cantor is a pretty bad defensive player. So I think that uh, Nurkic is definitely a bounce back. He's been having a, a rough season so far, but if he's playing well, you get those extra points. Um, so you have confidence that Herkic will finally play well? <sighs> Not really. Uh, I'd like to. I just, I, I, I don't think his body is there quite yet. Uh, the talent is certainly there. I love Yusuf Nurkic. I think it, we might be like another week or two before he's starting to click. Although maybe the Chicago Bulls are the cure for what ails him. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be all that worried. Like, I think Wendell Carter is a good defensive center. I don't think Nurkic cares. I certainly know that he doesn't care about Daniel Gafford or whoever else they're running out against him. So this could be a spot to thrive. But if it's not, is it Enos Cantor's spot to thrive? 5,400 on DraftKings, 5,200 on FanDuel. Is he just like slightly priced higher than he should be? Or is this the spot to get him at essentially no ownership and you hope for the best, hope for some foul trouble on a five-gamer? Yeah, I think uh, I might look for some other less uh, popular players like Daniel Gafford. Uh, okay. I guess not popular, but less well-known that have basically the same role. Um, Cantor, he looks like a bad play at his average minutes, so... You'd have to get that minutes variance, and he'll have to play well to to get there. So, um, probably not one of the safer options on the slate. Um, but I think all the starters from from Portland look like pretty solid plays. So let's sum this one up quickly. We got about four minutes before we need to be out of here. We're, thanks for being here, guys. Over a thousand people. It's always fun to see. Let's touch on the top end of the slate before we get out of here. So 
Jokic, LeBron, Dame, AD, Kyrie, and Kawhi. That's everybody priced north of 9K on DraftKings. Who stands out most to you? Who's the pay-up guy you're looking for most on this slate? I'd say Kyrie just because he's um, he's the cheapest, not the best player of the bunch, but uh, with KD out, he should have uh, his fantasy output improve. Matchup versus Utah is a uh, one of the worst on the slate, but I feel like um, we know this guy's a superstar. When you take a superstar off the court uh, in KD, that just makes them that much better as at fantasy, not real life basketball. So he's really the guy that's popping for me. How, how about yourself? Uh, I think it's going to be a combination of Dame and Jokic, uh, depending on how the position is actually working out. But for me, Dame is the guy that I'm looking for more than anybody else. Uh, I think he's the best combination of upside and price. Hasn't been all that great uh, so far this season. And I think that that's just, you know, a quirk to the season. And at some point in time, I mentioned it on the Contenders video, actually he's ripe to have one of those Steph Curry 60 point games. Like that's, that is in his bag of tricks where one day this shot starts falling and we find out that he's, you know, 10 of 14 from three for the day. Uh, Chicago's defense is not all that great. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen today. And I'd be very happy about it because I expect to be heavily exposed to Damian Lillard. One last question for the people, and then we're going to get out of here. Give them the sneak play of the day. Who's somebody low-owned that you have your eye on that you might be a little heavier on? Somebody that you can get weird with in a large field GPP. Well, I think, um, I don't know this guy's ownership offhand, but I know that he's not going to be popular uh, based on his recent performances is D'Angelo Russell. I mean, this guy, uh, he's played poorly and uh, gotten benched and he's been in foul trouble, but uh he he's been averaging 29 minutes a game that seems a little bit low on this team so if he can get that up a little bit tonight he has uh the usage and assists to get him there especially um if ed davis continues to start instead of nas reed because ed davis is a very low usage player or nas reed's pretty high usage so that's just going to benefit the starters in their fantasy production any final thoughts for the slate before we get out of here? I think this one's going to depend a lot on which site you're playing on. So on FanDuel, like I think the, the salary pricing is much less efficient. So there's some guys that are really standing out as smash plays. On DraftKings, it's a lot more even across the slate. So um, it's going to be more about the game theory, I think, and putting all the pieces together in kind of a smart way than trying to find the best plays. You heard it straight from the boss man himself, Alex Osimo Baker. Guys, thank you for joining us. Hit that thumbs up on your way out if you can. We're at 250. We'd love to see that number go a little bit higher. Plenty of content coming up throughout the rest of the day. PGA strategy, deeper dive, live before lock. We've got the goods. Alex, do you have the game plan stream today? Yep. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So it's our premium stream, 4 p.m. And uh, we're going to have a rotation soon, but I've been doing uh, some lineups, some fantasy cruncher, and kind of putting all the pieces together. You could watch that using the promo code 2021 if you sign up or the promo code HAPPY, but that's all I've got, everybody. Good luck tonight. Enjoy the rest of the shows, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning.